Okay, welcome back everyone. Let me introduce to you three words that are meaningful for our Keeper's Awakening. I'd like you to just um, read this off the screen with me, all right? One, two, three. Awaken, aligned, assigned. Okay, these are three A words, of course. Um, and our Keeper's Awakening begins with an awakening, but it does not end there. The awakening is only the very first part. What comes after awakening must be the aligning. And the alignment is with God, with His Word, with His kingdom, with His people, with His purposes, with His ways, so on and so forth. Okay? And I believe, personally, that as we learn to align, and as we focus on this alignment, God is the one who assigns. See, I don't want you to have the wrong idea that after this, we're going to have an altar call. You come up here, I lay my hands on you, and I tell you, thus says the Lord, this is your assignment. Now, if, if I have a word from the Lord, I will declare that. But more often than not, I found that's not the case. Right? Prophetically, we can direct, we can help, we can guide, we can affirm, we can encourage. But God wants relationship with each and every one of you. And see, and so that aligning process is the one that takes time, that, that takes effort in that sense. Yeah? And as you align with Him, I'm confident He will assign. Okay? So these three words called awaken, aligned, and assigned is something that is in my heart and I remind myself to constantly remain aligned that I will always understand my assignment. Let me share the name of Archippus with you. Archippus, um, people ask, what does it mean? So when there's not enough time, I'll just say it's a name from the Bible, Colossians 4.17. When there's enough time and I get excited, I will share the meaning of Archippus. It's made up of two words. It's a compound word. Archi, where we get the word architect. Architecton, or tecton, uh, I beg your pardon, is an, a master builder. And the word hippos is not a hippopotamus. Eh? The word hippopotamus means a river horse. So the word hippos means horse. So Archippus is a master of horses. Someone who trains the horses, looks after the horses, like the guardian of the stables. Let me share a video with you. I want you to watch this. This is a very, very short clip. And it is about the Spanish riding school in Vienna. Is there anyone here who has visited Vienna and you have seen the Spanish riding school? No? Yes? Okay, you have been there. All right. Maybe we'll do an educational tour for our Keeper's Awakening. So you watch this. They're beautiful horses. Alabaster horses, 
Legendary white stallions that for 450 years have turned what was once a weapon of war into a living work of art. It's man and horse in perfectly choreographed harmony. These elegant, intelligent horses are the Lipizzanas of the Spanish Riding School of Vienna. And they've been keeping audiences in thrall for centuries. Beautiful horses, right? I use this clip as I shared with a congregation and I entitled the message called God's Steeds in Service. See, Archippus is about master of horses and as I looked at the significance of, um, of this name and this picture of the horse, the Lord brought back to mind 20 years ago, oh, now I'm revealing my age, when I turned 30, <laughs> I didn't know your math was that good. <laughs> My father gave me uh, a plug with a um, horse, a Chinese calligraphy painting of a horse. And the idiom or the phrase that was written on it was Ma Tao Gong Chen. Now, literally, that means Ma Horse Tao arrives, Gong, the assignment, Chen, successful. When a horse arrives, the mission is accomplished. Akipas, when you arrive, your mission is accomplished. You finish the assignment. Amen? You see that? And uh, it it shocked me to realize that because when you turn 30, 30 is also a very significant number and age because that's when priests were commissioned for the ministry of the temple. Jesus was baptized at the age of 30. And as I looked back, I realized that at age of 30, I was commissioned for God's service without even knowing it. That's how prophetic that, that, that plot was. I discovered this significance in the month of January. And one month later, last year, we entered into the Chinese Lunar New Year, the year of the horse. And every Ang Pao that I received said, Ma Tao Gong Chen. And it was like God saying, this is the time, Henson, launch it this year. The horse must be released. When I shared this message 
and I did more research into it, I realized also that the horse is a wonderful creature that God has made. But today, as you see from this clip, these are show horses when they should be war horses. And the ironic thing is that so precious are these horses that through two world wars, when the battle was going on, when the war was raging, they specially hit these horses so they will be safe. Each and every one of these moves, and they're all choreographed and they move correctly and they, they, they you know, holds, these were all battle moves, war positions that have become show choreography. And I sense the Lord say to me, you know, my war horses have become show horses. It broke my heart because it's like we know how to put on a good show as Christians. We are great event managers. We know how to do it. And we look good. <laughs> we learn all the war moves. Bible study after Bible study after Bible study. But when the battle comes, do we fight? And do we stand? Our keepers. Let me share the mission with you of our keepers awakening because of all that has been laid upon my heart. And I want you to be very clear about this because I don't want you to misrepresent our keepers awakening outside of this room. Because sorry, eh? you're all our keepers now. As you walk out of this room. The first thing is that we exist to serve the body of Christ. Let me read this. We believe in the local church and we exist to serve all regardless denomination or worship styles. When I started this, the most common question was, are you starting a church? And I said, no need. We have enough in Singapore. Right? We have enough local congregations. I don't believe, I don't believe the Lord has called me out of being a pastor to be another pastor of another institution. That's not my assignment. And because we are not a local church per se, that can be of concern sometimes. And so I want you to know, we believe in a local church. Say amen with me. <laughs> we believe in each and every one of your congregations that you come from. We are the body of Jesus Christ. Okay? And we exist to serve each and every one, regardless whether we speak in tongues, don't speak in tongues, raise our hands and don't raise our hands. It does not matter to me. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you are our keepers to me. You have an assignment in the kingdom and we are here to work with you. We want to serve the body of Christ. Because this was clear. The Lord says, my body, my people are in slumber. I'm doing another awakening. I want you to be a part of it. That was the word that the, word that the Lord gave to me. It's the body of Jesus Christ. It's not one particular church or denomination. Okay, The second thing is that we want to stand with kingdom leaders. Say with me, kingdom leaders. Kingdom leaders. It's important. We will support and partner kingdom leaders to raise men and women for God's kingdom purposes. Now, I, I choose these words carefully. You notice, I didn't say I want to stand with only pastors. 
I'm standing with kingdom leaders. If you lead with an understanding of the kingdom, you are a kingdom leader to me. And so pastors who love the kingdom and move with the kingdom, they are kingdom leaders. We will work, we will support them. Fathers and mothers, you lead your children. If you understand kingdom, you are kingdom leaders. Entrepreneurs, business leaders, out there in the marketplace, if you understand kingdom, you are kingdom leaders. I don't have to go on, right? <laughs> By that token, it also suggests that not everyone understands kingdom. <laughs> okay? And we want to raise men and women to understand what the kingdom is all about and how we can raise more and more people to know their assignments wherever they are placed. Now, it does not have to be within a church setting. It might be. It does not have to be. Okay? And of course, finally, to stir and to awaken the saints, we will sound a clarion call of awakening that results. There has to be fruit. This is how we will judge our fruit. Believers seeking, knowing, fulfilling assignment. This is our tanjia. This will be. Okay? So the three things. Number one, we want to serve the body of Jesus Christ. Number two, we want to stand with kingdom leaders. Let me just say one point about that. Pastors, have, being a pastor myself before, I understand they want to raise people also. But because of the diverse portfolio that they have, sometimes they are not able to focus on that. Alright? And those who are honest would admit that. And that's where we come in. To work with them and also to partner them. And finally, to stir and to awaken the saints. Because individuals can come to us and we will work with them. Okay? Now, let me show you the very first A, which is awakening. How do we do it? Through... Our ministry, we will always be doing what I call awakening events. And the, the word is A-W-E. Because we want you to rediscover the awe of God in your life. But we want to awaken you to that and His kingdom. So even like a little session like that to share, it might be an awakening event for some of you. Right? But how do we do other awakening events? Let me give you some examples. This was held on 14th to 16th of June last year by Glad Tidings Church. Now, unknown to them, they invite this guy called Akipas Henson, say, would you like to speak at our church camp? And I said, sure, no problem. And they gave me the theme, Beyond Mediocrity. And I said, thank you, Lord. You know, I get to awaken people beyond mediocrity. All right? So the church is thinking, my theme is beyond mediocrity. Hansen is thinking, Akipa's awakening. Are, are you following me? Okay, yeah? And then he says, we want you to teach six sessions. I nearly fainted. I've never gone to a church camp that they asked me to teach six sessions. But because it was six sessions, I was able to test bit the messages. And I shared six, built six uh, uh, message upon message, you know, uh, uh, the message of Akipa's awakening, challenging strongholds and mindsets and all. And 
it was it was a, a, a wonderful time together. All right, so that's what you see there. The entire camp up in JB. The time of, of course, altar call, which we're all familiar with, but people are awakened, they come up. But I was really very encouraged by this one note that was posted on, uh, on, on the wall. You know, they asked them to post their reflections. Thankful for the message on awakening the church at such a time that we will move in the power of His might. And this is just one feedback. Because this is also the very first church camp ever that I've been invited to, that after the church camp, the leader calls me up and says, can you conduct one more session after this? Our leaders and our cell people need to hear this message. And so I go back after a camp. Usually they'll say bye-bye. We'll invite you to one of our services later, you know. Okay. So this is a camp for them. But to me, it's an awakening event. The second one is called the Amokyo Methodist Church Cell Leaders Retreat. And it happened on the 15th to 17th August. So to them, Cell Leaders Retreat. To me, Awakening Event. You see that, huh? And so they give me this theme called Renew and Soar. Maybe they retreat, and they want to go there and retreat, and renew wings like eagles, you know, and those who wait upon the Lord, you know. So the first session, I asked them, do you want to be stroked or do you want to be provoked? And so because this message of our keeper's awakening is burning in my heart, I have no choice. I, I just have to declare it, but through the message of renew and so, of Isaiah, okay? And I challenge the cell leaders very simply. You're all cell leaders. Is this your assignment? I asked them point blank. The pastor in charge was there. Maybe that's why he hasn't invited me back yet. <laughs> and I, I, made, I explained, I'm not saying don't be a cell leader. I'm saying if you seek the Lord and the Lord says, yes, be cell leader, this is your assignment, then I would say die as a cell leader and do your best. Be willing to die for cell leadership. That's all. But if it's not, seek the Lord so that you can know your assignment. Because if you are awakening the saints, to know their assignments. There will be others who will be awakened to know that they are cell leaders. You will not have a shortfall of people. Okay? And then I challenge them with a simple question. I say, okay, fine. So if you are cell leaders, and let's presume that all of you, this is your assignment. What's your task then as cell leaders each week? And then, these are all cell leaders. Huh? I have this blank look. Like, like now. <laughs> and because it was Isaiah, chapter 40, it was a voice in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. So I said, are you preparing the people for the Lord's coming? And again, like that, that look. <laughs> because John the Baptist says, I'm here to make ready a people for the Lord. So I asked the question, I said, so are you making the people ready for the Lord? You should see that the whole room just went silent. I conduct Bible study. I, I, I have fellowship. You know? I said, okay, fine. So if you are saying that you're conducting, you're, you're making people ready for the Lord, how do you know if they're ready? Oh man, these are difficult questions. Nah. But I did ask you, do you want to be stroked or provoked? 
Because if you want, if you say this is your assignment, don't you think you should know what this assignment is about? Someone wrote me a note after that to say, Dear Pastor, thank you for your reinforcement to be prepared for eternal life. Not the words, huh? It's not just when I die, I'll go to eternal life. It's that I be prepared for eternal life because we're talking about the eternal things versus the temporal. And I keep us awakening, I make this emphasis. I go beyond the gift of salvation, hallelujah. I now talk about the rewards of our work. A gift we cannot work for. Rewards, you better be working. That's eternal life. You see that? The third awakening event that I'm sharing here with you is on the 1st of October. The Lord opened this opportunity for us to partner with Amir Safati and quite a few of them, uh, quite a few of you were, uh, were there. Okay, And this was put together in one month. The, the hall was filled. I'm thankful for that. It's every organizer's, uh, organizer's heartache or, or anxiety whether the place will have people or not. But as I shared with this group there, see, my point again is, so what if you know it's the end times? What are, are you doing what the Lord has assigned to you? It's, it's as simple as that. Now, it sounds simplistic, but it's not quite as easy, I know. Okay? And the lovely thing is that you see this whole group of people down here? These were Archippus's ready to stand with Archippus' awakening because at this point in time, I have no office, I have no title, it's just me. I have no staff, all right? It's just me and my wife and my troop of seven. But these are people who believe in the message of Archippus' awakening. And I'm believing that there will be more in the local church that would support us in this way. Okay. The next one is in Philippines. I have Pastor Larry here. But this is in Kidapawan City. And when I'm invited to do a conference, I would ask them, what is your theme? What do you want me to teach on? And so Pastor Joel tells me, this is a prayer and leadership conference and we would like you to be the keynote speaker and he designs this banner with a clock. Now you know clocks have something with me now, right? Yeah? Okay, yeah? And so, okay, I'm preparing a message on prayer and leadership and two weeks before that, he writes me a message and he says, can you share our keeper's awakening with us? Like that. And so we go there, and now I have Pinoy Archipuses, Filipino Archipuses. It's called Akipo. <laughs> really? You, you look at the Cebuano uh, translation. I have a photo of it. It's called Akipo. So this is the response. And you look at these guys. You can't see it, but they're all holding up my name cards. And they're going, I am Archipus. Yeah? And the significant thing about Kitapawan City is this. It's a very small city. It's called a third-class city in the Philippines. It's almost anonymous. Very small. The next significant thing about Kitapawan City is that it is called the city of fruits. And I believe out of this almost anonymous little city, 
we are going to bear fruit. See, why, why does God not bring me to Manila? Why not a big city first? Why Kidapawan City, not even Davao? So this is in Mindanao. After that, some of you know that I have a ministry amongst the people in Tanawan. So this was last week only. Tanawan is in the city of Takloban. Okay, still lost, huh? Super Typhoon Haiyan. Uh, okay, Super Typhoon hit. Takloban, Tanawan went out. I got managed to get in touch with this pastor where we helped them to sponsor some money and build now 22 houses and so on. So this trip going back, I was to inspect the 22 houses. And I said, Pastor, since I'm there, my gifting is a teacher, you know. I offer myself, would you like me to do a teaching? I think he couldn't say no. So he said, okay, we'll do a Saturday, full day, night, Sunday you preach, then we go see the houses. I work before I see the houses. So I said, what would you like to call this seminar? You know, my normal style. Then he writes back two weeks before, he says, he read about Davao and the Kidapawan City, you see. He says, can you share with us what's on your heart about Archippus Awakening? And so I am in Tanawan, almost anonymous before Super Typhoon, made famous now because of the Super Typhoon. When we arrived, this was in the van, in the, in the, in the bus. Welcome, Reverend Hanson and team Archippus Awakening. <laughs> this is the multi-generational team that you see. These are my parents. These are my children. And these are my dear sisters. Linda and Christy, who had a chance also to minister alongside and to hear the message of our keepers and fulfill their assignments over there. It was nice. It was a small little church. We were able to share this message. And at the end, we did this. And I'm going to share this video with you. That was at the Sunday service. I said, would you indulge me? You know, I will shout Akipus, and if you believe in what we've been sharing the entire day, that you declare that you will be awakened, aligned, and assigned. And these were the three words that uh, was just pressed into their hearts uh, for them to remember and what Akipus Awakening is all about. So these are all Akipus Awakening events. And I saw this on my flight back home from Tacloban, from Manila actually. Garfield says, okay, there's a reason for everything. Uh, why, why did I wake up? Uh? <laughs> I told you, uh, this guy is Akipas, isn't it? Huh? And do you know that is very true of many Christians? Oh man, that was a good conference, man. What oh, was a good oh, seminar. Oh, that camp. Oh, the speaker, very anointed there. Wow, I sense the presence of God now. And then after that, what happened? Go back to sleep. Is it, am I right? Okay, this is the problem. And that's why I say always remember that an awakening is only the first step towards the next steps that God has prepared for you. That's why it's about staying awake. That's why you understand the context. That's why you need to know 
what comes after the awakening it has to be the aligning. And I'm sharing with some sisters there, I'm, I'm saying to so many people, it sounds simple, it's one word called aligning, but there are no shortcuts. You take time out to pray. You take time out to fast. You take time out to take time out. <laughs> Seriously. And sometimes we are too uh, uh, happy with the things we are doing to, 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 to want to give that up, to find out what God wants us to do. After six months of birth, not knowing how the child would grow to be, <laughs> called our keeper's awakening, six months later we feel we're now ready to go into the next step. Not knowing how it would turn out even. And that's why you are here. I've kept you all the way to now, to now come to this Kingdom 101. Because you need to understand the journey, the context, and why Kingdom 101. Okay? What is Kingdom 101? Kingdom 101 is an expository journey through the Gospel according to Matthew. Now this sounds like a Bible study, but stay with me please. The first thing I would like our keepers to understand is what the kingdom is all about. And that's why this number came, 101, which means the most basic of all causes. We want to revisit and we want to rediscover kingdom. I didn't realize it, but one day I was standing in front of a church. I think it was All Saints Presbyterian Church. February, May you were there, I think. And I stood there and without realizing, I declared this. I said, I believe we have come into the season we need to discern between church and kingdom. After that, I sat down and I said, why? I said that. And then it's really become like, like a reminder for myself. Since then, I've gone into different congregations. I've shared. I said, you need to understand church in the context of kingdom. Without understanding kingdom, church will only be a gathering. And you will gather for our own purposes, although there might be good things coming out of that. We have to discern church and kingdom. And that's what Kingdom 101 is to be. Next question. Where do we find this kingdom manual? <laughs> we find it in the book of Matthew. There are four Gospels, as we know. Matthew is the very first one. And I've always known Matthew as a kingdom manual. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Or you say it's the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is like this. The kingdom of heaven is like that. Sons of the kingdom. Everything about the kingdom. So it's a little bit different from the other three Gospels. And I feel that we should go through the book of Matthew to revisit and then to rediscover kingdom for ourselves. The third thing is, why are we doing an expository journey? Because we want to understand context. Not many places offer expository preaching. I'm not saying they don't at all, but few. For those who are doing it, wonderful. But because we don't do it as much or as often, 
Christians know the Bible in pieces. We know it by topic. But we don't understand the context of kingdom. So we only pick at topics that are useful to us or that are relevant to us. Those we are not interested, we don't want to listen. Or we don't attend. Or we don't sign up. So Kingdom 101 is to go through Matthew chapter 1, verse 1, to Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. Expositarily. We will go through the entire book and talk about kingdom. It's a journey because it begins on the 18th of March and we don't know when it ends. You better pray for the rapture to come early. Okay? Now let me share some dates with you. These 10 dates is what I call phase one. We will not cover 28 chapters in 10 sessions. We will start on the 18th of March, same place, same time. We will do five weeks. We'll have a one-week break for my sake. We'll have five more weeks and then we'll have a June break because you guys will need to go to your church camps and I will also have to attend. I'm speaking at three church camps this year. So pray for me. And in between, to go through the kingdom gospel. Okay? Now we've made these things available to you so you don't have to take photos or you don't have to copy. So it's 18th March and beyond. We're going to take as long as it needs. Now some of you are already having shaky knees. Okay, I'll explain a little bit more. I'm not going to rush because I'm going to study the scripture. I'm going to share it with you. And I'm inviting you to journey with me and pray for me. Yeah? I don't know how many sessions I will take. And I joke, because it's 101, I might take 101. And since you have attended one already, I give you a discount, 100. And even if I should take 100 divided by 50, 52 weeks, and we don't take every week, it will take a minimum of two years. Yeah? Now, I'm not asking you to now sign up and say, I'll be here for two years and three years, and I, I shall never leave you nor forsake you. <laughs> I'm not asking for that. I'm only asking you, do you want to understand kingdom? That's all. Okay? And you have, you're given these 10 dates, you say, okay, fine, I know these dates, I can make it here, I can't make it there, that's fine. All right? I've got work here, I've got ministry there, that's fine. Just come when you can. And then after that, somewhere in April, I'm going to fix my next half calendar. I will issue again phase two. You see that? And so do you always be planning your dates about three to four months in advance? Something like that. So that I leave room in case I need to travel and you know, we need to book this room anyway uh, to see those dates. Yeah? So it's a journey in that we, we, we hold hands and we are journeying together. So you keep in touch uh, with, the, with the website, with us, and, and, and to know what these dates are and when we're going to have it and when we are not. But we won't last minute tell you we're having it tomorrow. No. Okay? So at least the first 10 dates, that's there. Um, what we've prepared for you 
or before that, yeah. We want you to, the whole idea of Kingdom 101 will have these three objectives. The first is for us to know the King. Now, please, please don't say in your heart, oh, I, know, I know Jesus, so I'm safe. I'm not saying that. I want us to be reintroduced to the King, the Messiah again. Yeshua, Hamashiach. Okay, from Matthew's perspective, that we know the King, that we embrace His kingdom, and as we understand the King, and we know His kingdom, how we relate to Him and fall in line with His kingdom, who knows? Along the way, you might receive your assignment. Very possible. Okay? Now, this means to say, don't just come for a Bible study. We have so many of that. You don't even have to come here, right? Don't come just for a Bible study. Come because you want to know the King. Come because you want to have another revelation of what kingdom really means. In your lives, in your churches, in your businesses, and so on. And come because you want to be an archipus, because you want to know your assignment. I don't know how, I don't know when, I just know God can do the impossible. And I'm just being obedient and faithful to do my part. Amen? And I know I will be here because I've announced it. Now, whether you'll be here or not, that's your decision. Now, we've prepared these flyers for you. You can take as many copies as we have here. We'll hand them out now. Um, if you want more copies later, you can, you, can, you can pick them up. Okay? And you'll find the dates there with a little description with, of course, the venue. And I invite you to share with others because this Kingdom 101 is open to everyone. Everyone. Most importantly, invite those who need to be awakened. Now, of course, you don't go to your friend and say, hello, I, need, I think you need to be awakened. Okay, huh? Just bring them here because God is the one who awakens. I, I don't awaken anyone, right? I can't. I speak the word, the Holy Spirit will convict. So you can share with this person, come, if you want to understand what our keeper's awakening is. Now, of course, if you are already awakened and you have others also, and if they desire to be aligned and to be assigned, that's what our keeper's awakening is. Come. You see, more than just a study in that, I look across this room and I see the body of Jesus Christ, a representation. Now tonight, there's not enough time. But if we come week after week, we begin to interact with one another from different churches and different congregations, and I believe there's a blessing that God commands in a kingdom assembly. Because you will get to know people, you will share your challenges and so on, and you will be there to encourage one another to be aligned that you can be assigned. We put aside our differences of our own local churches. But when we come together, we desire to understand assignment. You see that? So there's, a, there's an environment of, of an urgency that we remind each other. Now along the way, of course, you know, we, we can get closer to each other and we are able to pray for one another and there will be beyond the teaching, if the, if the Lord moves powerfully or you know, if there's a need to do ministry, we will minister beyond that teaching. Okay, that's all part of aligning, by the way. Okay? Also, I challenge you, 
Bring someone who needs to know Jesus. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm going to preach the gospel of the kingdom. We are going to declare the king. How cool is that? Why must it only be for Christians to, to, to hear the gospel? Uh, yeah, no, okay, Matthew. Jesus says, go preach the gospel of the kingdom. That's what we are doing. So bring someone who needs to understand this. We don't have to do altar call and do you know, salvation prayer. No need. For all you know, you know, after that, halfway through, this person becomes an keepers and knows Jesus Christ. Do you know that happened to my wife and she shocked me? There was, no there was no salvation prayer. She went through a membership class and she was saved. Membership class. What anointing can be on my membership class? But she was saved. The Lord touched her. See, we preach the good news of the kingdom. God does the impossible in the hearts. Okay? And so I share this with you. I know only a few minutes about Kingdom 101. But you can see, that's what it is. And if we continue for the number of sessions... Anyone, you know why I don't want to put the titles of the, of the messages? Anyone can plug in at any time. So no one's going to say, oh, you're on session number 58, so I can't come. I didn't start with number one. No need. You just come. It's the king, the kingdom, and your assignment. Okay? Anyone can plug in, anytime. And so my prayer, of course, is the Lord will bring more archipuses for them to be aligned and to be assigned. Okay. So let me close with this. These are the four characteristics of our keepers. There's something that I've written in a time of being with the Lord. And I call this the archipus affirmation. You can find this on our website, Stroke Affirmation. And we found that this has been helpful for individuals who are learning about Archippus Awakening to know in a little bit of with a little bit of detail what Archippus Awakening is and what it means to be an Archippus. All right, so I'm going to put you through this and ask your indulgence to read the next few pages with me. I made the words very big, so you've got four or five pages to read with me. Okay, and we can affirm this together, and it's okay. You just mouth it if you don't believe in it. But if you believe in it, you declare it from the bottom of your heart. Alright? Are you ready? Let's read this together. I affirm and acknowledge myself as an archipus. I may be almost anonymous, but I'm fully known by name. And I found grace in God's sight. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, created in His image, saved and called according to His purpose and grace signs and urgency of the times. The days are evil and the time is short. I will not live as one who is apathetic, but will walk wisely and circumspectly, filled with the Holy Spirit, knowing His Word, understanding the will of the Lord, making the most of every opportunity and participating in the advancement of His kingdom. I will always determine to know my God-given kingdom assignment in every season that I may be faithful to fulfill it in my area of influence. I will discern between Christian activity and kingdom assignment, appreciating that business does not necessarily mean fruitfulness. I will not be distracted by anything that will cause me to miss my assignment, that which has already been prepared for me beforehand. 
I am anything but aimless. I will be clear and focused on what the Lord has assigned to me. Each day is filled with purpose and adventure, journeying with and relying wholly on Jesus. For apart from Him, I will not be fruitful. Thus, I shall run the race with certainty and resolve, with perseverance and endurance, looking to the prize I shall receive when I one day stand before my Lord and Judge, Jesus Christ. This is what it means to be an archipist. And I gladly join the ranks of others who, like me, desire to please my master and to hear the words, Well done, good and faithful servant. Our readiness is determined by our faithfulness. We will gather to encourage, exhort, and edify one another. We will train and run together, spurring each other on, laying aside every weight and sin, eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. I am Archippus, awakened, aligned, assigned. Who wants to say amen? amen? See, I crafted this because it's something that is on the website. You can download it, you can read it, you can copy it, you can paste it, you can use it. But as you go through these things, it keeps you clear about what our keepers awakening is, right? The, the, the four statements. And I added a fifth to say that we will be an assembly because Christianity is never an individualistic thing. Never, okay? I may be talking to a personal individual archipus, but I'm addressing an assembly. And as you go back into your local churches, you have an assembly that I pray will catch the archipus awakening. Okay? And it's been so ex exciting because um, one cell group, at least I know, without me even knowing, has taken this Archippus affirmation to read it together after each cell meeting. Because I can assure you that as quickly as you hear all these and you say, well, it sounds quite good, you walk out, you can't remember the four points. You see that now? Yeah? Of course, I've given you a leaflet there. But this is something you can read through, pray through. All these statements are from the Bible, from reverses. Okay? And you can pray this over yourself. And Allah ask the Lord to awaken you, keep you awake, align you, and to assign you. So dear friends, we've come to the end. And it's for me to say thank you for being here in this special introductory session of Kingdom 101. I covered your prayers for me, for Archippus Awakening as a ministry. I covered your prayers for one another because some of you are now praying and thinking, should I come on the 18th or not? You know, can I last or not? Let's take it, as my website says, one day at a time. For me, I take it one week at a time. Okay? So pray, and if you have friends, bring them along because it's about running together, training together. How important that is as we encourage each other in the Lord. And so, will you allow me? Let me close this time in prayer. I want to pray for each and every one of us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus, you are king. And this is your kingdom that we are talking about. We can do nothing apart from you. This will just be another activity if you are not in it. And so, Lord, this is my prayer 
And I know there are others who are standing with me, praying and agreeing with this. Say, Lord, we need you in this. It's all about you, Lord Jesus. Send your Holy Spirit, Lord. Not just at the meetings, but even in between the meetings, before the meetings, when I read your text and the scripture and I pray and I prepare. Send your Holy Spirit to stir the hearts of men and women who need to be awakened, to be aligned and to be assigned. Prepare their hearts and prepare their schedules so that, Lord, nothing will stand in the way of what you want to do in our hearts. Lord, we acknowledge together that there is an urgency of the times. Lord, awaken us to this, that we will be aware to begin to move. And Lord, even as we declare that, we don't bring a message of condemnation because it is never that in Christ. But I thank you, Holy Spirit, that it will be a message that brings conviction. That Lord, we will desire to be faithful servants when we meet you, O God. That Lord Jesus, when you come, we so long to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. But Lord, for us to be faithful, we need to know what you have called us to do. And so let us, our ears be sensitive, Lord. Speak to us. Clear any wax that is in our ears, Lord. Open our eyes that we will see, that we will understand the things of the kingdom. And so, Lord, as we dismiss this meeting, I pray a blessing upon every person and every family represented down here. I declare upon our keepers, O Lord, that these will be awakened, these will be aligned, and these will be assigned. And these would in turn be used, O Lord, to raise others for you. Lord, we pray that by faith. We declare it by faith. And we receive it by faith. And so the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be sufficient for all of you. The love of our Lord Jesus and the love of the Father surround us. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit to enable and to enable and to empower us in all that we do until we meet again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good night, everyone. Thank you for being here and God bless you. And we hope to see you on the 18th. In case you have any questions, feel free to email me or to text me on Facebook. Feel free to like our Facebook page and follow us on our, our website.